Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay, he's over there in the six. How you doing, my dog? Doing great, bro. You know what time you know what time of season it is, Jay? You know what time it is? It's playoff time. Play-in time, I guess. But this is a big episode. We're going to be previewing it, bro. But I'm doing great. Best Man. time of the year. Man, Jay, like how you said, uh, playoff slash play in. I, I remember a couple episodes ago, Jay, we, we went back and forth. We were th- saying, like, it's play in postseason because it's, it's technically after the season, mm-hmm. but it's not really playoff basketball, man. But no matter what, you know, Clutch Talk is here to bring you that fire, man, bring you being fire predictions. So, Jay, that's exactly what we're going to get into today, man. We're going to just straight talk about, um, who we got uh, winning winning these playing games, and you know maybe some reasons, maybe some X factors as to why, and we'll just go from there. Is, is, is that sound cool to you, my brother? Always. All right, my brother. All right, my brother. So look, man, I know me and you, you know, we the hoop junkies. We know what's up, man. But there are some people out there who, you know, they, they still a little bit confused about the playing. You know what I'm saying? Because back three years ago, uh, three four years ago. This just the top eight teams made it, but now with this whole playing situation, it kind of it, it kind of made it a little difficult for some people to understand. So, Jay, could you explain to 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 everyone out there, to the listeners, to the family that don't know exactly how this playing situation works? Could you explain how how it works to them, Jay? Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm gonna I'm simplify it so everyone can can really understand. So, first of all, there's four teams in the playing game from each respective conference. Um, first first seed the higher seed of each individual matchup always has home court advantage. So I'll, I'll put picture it and put it into actual teams that are in it. So the seven plays the eight seed, the nine plays the 10 seed um, in both respective matchups. So the seventh and the eight seed win and you're in. If you're the seventh or eight seed, you you have two games to win one. So that would be, for instance, for example, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Clippers the Minnesota being the seventh seed and the Clippers being the eighth seed. So it will be on Minis- in Minnesota tomorrow night. And the winner of that game goes on to play the, the, the second seed, um, which would be the Memphis Grizzlies. The loser plays the winner of the 9-10 matchup, which is single elimination. If either of those teams lose between the Pelicans and the Spurs, the 9-10 loser is gone. And then the winner goes on to play the loser of the 7-8 matchup. Um, and the winner of that matchup takes on, gets the pleasure of taking on the Phoenix Suns um, in, in their first round matchup. So that's kind of really how it works. And then on the other side, um, just flip it for Eastern Conference example, the Brooklyn Nets who are the seventh seed, play the eight seed um, Cleveland Cavaliers in Brooklyn because Brooklyn is the higher seed, Jay. And the winner of that takes on the Boston Celtics. And then the loser plays the winner of the 9-10 matchup. Like I said, reiterate that fact that the loser of the 9-10 matchup is out. So the loser of Atlanta and Charlotte is gone. And they play either the loser of, uh, you know, Brooklyn, Cleveland. The winner will take on the Miami Heat in their first round matchup. Who is the one seed? So that's kind of how it works, man. 
Man, Jay, um, thank you, th- 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 thank yeah. you for that. Because honestly, Jay, I I remember like when the whole play and got like uh, initiated in the NBA. It took me a while to even understand how this even works out, man. But that was a great breakdown of it, my brother. So for all the people out there, man, if you didn't catch that, just go back and and uh, that's exactly how it worked. Yeah, but throw a picture up there too for them to see. Man, I throw yeah, I throw you... I throw a picture of of the uh, the play in um, of the whole play in bracket and the and, and all that. So for the guys on YouTube, that's why it's so important for the people to listen on the podcast make sure you come check out on youtube man because the pictures just makes it a whole different a whole different shebang man but anyway jay enough of that jay let's get into the let's get into the greedy let's get into the to, to the patty you know you, you know when you eat a burger jay and like you know you don't just want to eat the lettuce you know you want to eat the beef jay so that's what we're gonna get yeah. into jay we're gonna get into the beef <laughs> man so let's get straight into it jay let's just start kicking it right off so the first night is Cavaliers, um, Brooklyn Nets. That's the first game that happens. And then after that would be the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the um, L.A. Clippers. So, yeah, let's start off with that first game, Cavs and, uh, and Brooklyn Nets, man. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, Jay. All right, man. So, look, Jay, first of all, I think what's crazy is, like, I, mean, I didn't really realize this until, until I was kind of – thinking about this matchup i'm like Kyrie, who got drafted by the cavaliers and, and who was like the prodigal son of the, of the of the Cavs for some time now darius garland took no really, really took over that ring and uh, i know Cavs fans all over the world just absolutely love darius garland so it's just crazy you know the battle of the point guards battle of the Cavs point guards so i just kind of wanted to you know to, to 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 point that out and i just also wanted to say jay don't be surprised if our boy darius garland has a great game and plays even better than Kyrie Irving, Jay. But just I, I just wanted to ask you that. Like, who do you think is going to have a better game between those two? It's hard for me to go against Kyrie, man. This, it is. this dude, <laughs> he's serious. He's a he's an NBA champion. He's been there, done that. He's been played in elimination games. He's come back from down 3-1 and had historic performances. So it's really hard to go favor Darius Garland in that matchup, despite the crazy season that he's had. But I'm going to have to go with Kyrie in this matchup. If it's a one-off type of game, I, th- I think Kyrie will have a better game. No disrespect, no, no, not to discredit Darius Garland. I still think he's going to have a solid game. But when I look at the two and their body of work and just everything they've done up to this point, um, I just, I've just seen Kyrie torch and, and perform to the highest level in elimination games before, unfortunately. Uh, in game seven and hit big shots time after time. So I'm going to go with Kyrie in, in this matchup. Man, JC. What do you think? I, I really I – re- like I really do want to go with Kyrie, man. But just on April eighth, like a couple of days ago, the Cavs and and the and the uh, the Cavs and the and the uh, the Nets played, and man, Darius Garland was just going at Kyrie, man. And and, and I and I get it, you know, that's kind of end of the season. Doesn't have as much as much meaning to it. But honestly, Jay, I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm gonna go with a swing vote, Jay. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go Darius Garland. I think he's gonna come out punching, man. His first real, I guess, at like chance at a at a, at a some postseason success so i'm i'm, I'm gonna go with the, with the with the underdog in this one i'm gonna go with the david and goliath story on this one jay okay <laughs> all right but then, okay. but but then i want to talk to you about some other things that that kind of you know some big factors about this game and that's i mean the big elephant in the room is jared allen you know still out with that that middle finger injury um and him being such a big part of what the Cavs do it'll be really hard like for the Cavs to be able to kind of to to pull off this game uh the Cavs right now are seven and 11 without jared allen and they dropped from the fourth ranked defense to the 22nd ranked defense without jared allen so just 
it, it's, it's 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 just looking tough, Jay. So um, with with that being said, I I me personally, I'm ready to announce my winner. I have some other things to talk about, but with 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 that fact, with the fact that Jared Allen isn't going to play, I think that the Nets are going to be able are going to be able to pull this one off, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the net. Well, I'll just add this fact that um, Bickerstaff was saying after um, after the win over Milwaukee that if Allen's ready to go, he'll go. Um, and if he can't play, it's ex- expected Mobley starts. And it's just a, the fact, simple fact is it's a rookie going into that game, starting his first kind of biggest game of his life and expect put that pressure and that weight on him starting against center, against Andre Drummond, who, you know, he, he gets laughed at, gets joked at. He's one of the best rebounders the game's ever seen. I don't think we, we kind of tend to overlook that, but he's, he's a serious um a lot of weight to deal with a lot of just size um, to deal with for Evan Mobley. That's going to wear on him, especially if Jared Allen's not there. I think defensively that, that might just take away from what he's able to do offensively. So I think that's a lot of weight to, to overbear for the, for the net side, they got Kevin Durant. We knows what he's, he's done, what he can do. They've got Kyrie Irvin. And I just think Seth Curry, um, as well was a huge addition to add another shooter, um, a capable defender, what they needed. And I, I think it's just going to be hard for them to overcome just Cleveland as well, who's been slumping, like you mentioned, 7-11 um, without Jared Allen. And I think even if you add him to the mix, he's still going to have rust. Um, he's still, he still hasn't played in the past three, three weeks, close to, uh, closer to a month um, since he's had his last game, live game uh, repetitions and rhythm. So all that needs to be factored in. Even if he's able to play, uh, Brooklyn's been here, done that. Cleveland lacks the experience. Um, so I just got to go with the Nets at home at the Barclays Center, despite it not being the best home card advantage. Let's call it what it is. Like we've seen games when more fans are cheering for the way fans in, in Barclays. They just don't have that atmosphere. But it's still a home court. You still have the rims you're used to shooting on. So I'm going to go with the Nets, man. And they have the deadliest score in the games ever seen in my opinion and Kevin Durant so I'm not going against him yeah um, I got the yeah. Nets in this one yeah Jay I mean at the end of the day it's really hard to go against the Nets because they, they you know they have KD and and I know um I do, I'm I'm not going to quote it exactly quote for quote because I don't want to get KD wrong but um they were there was an interview and they were kind of talking to him when the Nets were struggling about the regular season and KD basically kind of if I'm going to sum it up he basically kind of said the regular season doesn't really matter me and my guys know what to do come playoffs just put it just put us in that position and honestly that's what KD that like it, that like that's what KD does that's the that's the epitome of KD and then uh I just want to touch on a point that you brought up Jay that I really really liked you know you talked about Andre Drummond being you know too much too big right like too big and uh I as I mentioned like the a- April 8th the Cavs and Nets just played and I was I was actually re-watching that game last night and wanted to see a little bit of some stuff that's that was just on the court and I I you could vi- you know when you visibly just see like wow this guy is so much bigger so mm-hmm. I had to I had to look up the weight Jay and the weight is so huge look Evan Mobley is 215 Laurie Marketing is 240 Kevin Love is 251 Andre Drummond is 280. So he's just yeah. like oh like over like how you said he's a big, he's a big mm-hmm. dude. So like I, I'm really gonna be expecting a lot of bully ball coming from the Nets. And like how you said, Jay, I think I in my opinion, that's gonna be an X factor. That's gonna be something that can really take the take take the next to the next uh take the nets to the next level. Um especially in this game. They really gotta be able to to take advantage of that. 
But I do want to flip it to the other side and kind of talk about the Cavs because the Cavs also, they, they do have a super lengthy, quick, and, 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 and young team. And I think that uh, it would be to their advantage for them to be able to push the pace. I think all game they need to push the pace and really make Andre Drummond run, uh, try to get Andre Drummond on an island as much as possible. I'm expecting a lot, a lot of, uh, of, of, of pick and rolls to get, uh, to, get Darius, uh, to get Andre Drummond on Darius Garland on an island. Um, but at the end of the day, Jay, I mean, like how you said, the Nets have somebody that the Cavs don't have, and that man is K freaking D, man. So it's at the end of the day, it's 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 tough. Um, it's t- it's tough playing 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 against players like that, Jay. So yeah. So no, I mean, I mean yeah, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be throw. I expect Cleveland to throw doubles um, at Kevin Durant, get the ball out of his hands. But like I mentioned earlier, they got Kyrie Irving, and they have said. Seth Curry both of those guys they picked up when they picked him up or when they were you know sorry excuse me for Seth Curry one of the reasons they brought him over was to add another shooter that they lacked without um, when Joe Harris went out and that's exactly what they got he's a capable scorer off the dribble as well so if they're going to throw that double at KD I think Brooklyn's going to make them pay with Kyrie knocking down shots doing what he does off the dribble Um, Seth Curry we know what he does. And then Bruce Brown, who's had an emerging season, um, especially as of late. And and all of those guys can score double figures and they're going to need to score double figures, especially against this length of, of uh, Cleveland. And they're going to need to be able to shoot it, but they do have the shooters around them. Um, and you throw into Patty Mills off the bench, Kessler Edwards, who they recently signed to a regular NBA contract as well. Um, so they got the shooters, they added the shooters, knew that this would happen because they know we know every team is going to get the ball out of KD, who's been averaging 28 points on the season, five rebounds and five assists. So you see, look at the assist numbers. He can he can get the ball out of his hands. He can he's willing to be a playmaker and a passer. And I just don't think Cleveland has an answer, man. Plain and simple. I, don't, I really don't have <laughs> much really to go on. Their experience is just going to get exploited. They've had a great season, but. It's going to be tough to beat Brooklyn in this uh, 7-8 matchup, to be honest. Not much else I got to say about it, bro. Right there with you. Right there with you, my brother. Right there. And it's crazy to think that Ben Simmons still hasn't even came back, man. But mm-hmm. all right, man. So then, Jay, what 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 uh, what, what is the, what's the next game on the schedule then? So we got we got Brooklyn. We got Brooklyn taking the Cavs. I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm looking forward to that first matchup. But the Los Angeles Clippers at, Minas- at the Timberwolves, I'm at 9:30 Eastern tomorrow night. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a game, man. We know we got Patrick Beverly gearing up against his old squad um, in Minnesota. We know he's gonna be on 10. We saw what happened last night getting tossed from the game. But he's just he's the type of dude who's just gritty toughness and leadership um, over there in Minnesota. He's he's gonna get his guy. Minnesota's gonna come ready to play. But you look on the other side, Paul George, Reggie Jackson. Um, Norman Powell, who they just got back. They're going to be ready, Jay. But, you know, I t- I just a little preview about that game. We got Anthony Youngbridge. We got the young squad. We got the, the Clippers who made it to the Western Conference Finals. This is going to be a great game, man. But how are you feeling about it? I know I talked a little bit. Just intro to the game. 
Man, Jay, look, hey, I'm just going to come out and say my winner because we talked about it a couple episodes ago. I said who my sleeper playoff team is, and I'm going with the Wolves, Jay. I know it might sound like crazy because they got Paul George. They, they, they're, seven, they're the seventh seed, man. That's not, a, that's not a crazy, Jay. It's, but the, the Wolves, you know what I'm saying? The Wolves for the last, for, for you know, they've just had this terrible reputation for the last couple of years, man. But you're right. You're right. They, they, they definitely are the seventh seed this year. So they they've earned it. And they really earned my respect, Jay. They really are my sleeper, my sleeper playoff, uh, playoff team. I really think that Anthony Edwards, Jay, is going to be like one of those special playoff players, like you know, one of those like playoff rondos or like the D books in the in the playoffs, or or even <laughs> funny to say, but like playoff Pete, like Paul George, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's really going to be one of those players because when you watch Anthony Edwards, like man, he just knows how to score from anywhere on the court. He's a smart player. He could defend. Um, and then what I and then you know I guess I'm going to talk about some reasons as to why I would have you know the the Wolves winning not only because of Anthony Edwards but I also think Carl Anthony Towns is going to have a field day on on Zubac on Robert Covington or Isaiah Hardenstein I think he's just going to have like just he's just he's going to have his way right I mean we've seen Carl Anthony Towns really emerge this year as one of the um as really one of the best like one of the best bigs in the league not not the best big in the league but one of the best bigs in the league and more than anything Jay I just think that the Wolves are going to be a good playoff team because playoff basketball is it, it, it's it, it what is it in title right it's it's a lot of good defense it's or can you run can you run your half court set and the 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 wolves the wolves have good defense right now they definitely know how to run they definitely know how to run their half court set they can run a half court set with Delo and ant running constant pick and rolls with carl anthony towns all these role players on their team know their roles um so it, it's just it, it's really it's really looking up but before i get before i just you know blow off the clippers i i need to talk about the experience because the Clippers have had so much more experience in just right in just postseason in, in postseason success. I mean, Ty Lu is as much as people could say like, "Yo, LeBron try to carry him" or whatever. No, I feel like he's a proven winner in the postseason, and he's his his record is fifty one and twenty nine in the postseason. So you know, w- with him being there and him having that experience is 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 vital. And then one other thing I want to add, Jake, because I read this stat last night and I was shook when Paul George played his first postseason game. Anthony Edwards was nine, nine years old. So that just shows yeah. you like the experience that the Clippers have over the Wolves, Jay. But talk to me, Jay, who, who, who do you got? Uh, what are some X factors? How are you feeling about this series? Well, the X factor is certainly, I think, Patrick Beverly and what he brings defensively is toughness. But, but here's what I think. Um, here's what I think. Like Patrick Beverly for as great as he is defensively and, and what he does, the energy that he brings, I'm not taking away anything from that. But the only thing where he lacks is size. Like you can be all the pests, but at the end of the day, a guy like Paul George, bigger guys, he's only 6'2 and kind of a, a slim frame, man. A lot of guys in the league aren't really feeling that night to night unless it's a, say a dude like, I don't know, a bigger dude, Marcus Smart, who's a little bigger than Patrick Beverly, got some more size on him you're you're feeling that more defense like night to night um or and, uh, for the whole game a guy who's just on your body bumping you brushing you on cuts getting in you you're feeling that more than a guy like Patrick Beverly as much as he is a pest but the dude's little he's small and I think what well, I'm just gonna read this quote to you from what Paul George said I'm not going through Pat uh we're going through the wolf, T-Wolves this is a, not a Paul George versus Patrick Beverly matchup this is a Pat Bev versus Clippers matchup I'm not even going to make that narrative and that just that specific quote from Paul George PG 
um, tell, shows me he's locked in. I mean, this is a Clippers team who's been to the brink of an NBA champ, been, been to the brink of being in the NBA final just last season without Kawhi. We know he's not playing, but I just think they're the, the vast experience playoff experience they got um, that they're not going to fall into that trap of what Beverly does. You know, Westbrook, we heard seen him talk about, he's just out there running around. Well, I, do, I don't think that he does bring a lot of leadership and a lot of um, prowess and physicality and it rubs off on his other guys as I've been saying all along that it would for the Timberwolves even to the offseason so I'm it's not a surprise to me that they're in this position at the seventh seed but I will say the experience of guys like Paul George Reggie Jackson Nicholas Batum for they brought in for this very reason the vast experience he has Marcus Morris senior not to mention um the depth that they have with um Avita Zubak Isaiah Hartenstein, um, they can get scrappy on the defensive end. I think they can match up well with all the tools um, offensively that that uh, Towns, you know, D'Lo, uh, Anthony Edwards that they have. I think that mix of the depth that they have. Um, and I didn't even mention Norman Powell just came back, Terrence Mann, Robert Covington, Luke Kennard. Um, these are guys who can score double digits, um, who also have playoff experience. I think that can, is hard to match up with if you're Minnesota, despite having home court advantage um, and despite being a team who's really got a chip on the shoulder. I think it's just going to be a lot to overcome when it comes down to it uh, tomorrow night with Ty Lu, a guy who's come down from 3-1, backs against her wall. It's hard for me to go against the Clippers, which is why I'm going to go with the Clippers um, oh. upsetting and and being able to play take on the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going to go with the Clippers in this matchup. Oh, okay, Jay. I mean, hey, you riding high in the Clippers? I like that, Jay. But um, so so I, what I want what I want to talk about with you is I know you you mentioned you know uh, uh, Zubox and some 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 of these players, but I'm so that's my X factor for the Clippers, right? So my X factor for the Clippers is Zubox because. Um, I don't think Isaiah Hardenstein is playable in the playoffs against Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think Robert Covington has the size to play against Carl Anthony Towns come comes playoffs. So my X factor for the Clippers is that Zoo doesn't get in, Zoo doesn't get in foul trouble. Uh, is there any is there any like what is there any worry? Because I feel like would you agree? You know, wait, wait. You, you think you think Covington's not playable? Because I I look at that I look at that for the Clippers and I just see. Their ability to go, I, I think that their ability to go small is something that will give uh, Minnesota trouble because you can look at the lineups they can throw out there with Reggie Jackson at the one, Norman Powell. Um, you throw in maybe Luke Kennard, another shooter, adds that mix. Play Paul George at the five, and then Robert Covington at the at the uh, sorry, Paul George at the four, Robert Covington at, at the five. I think that's a formidable lineup to throw at um, Minnesota because you ha you have a lot of size, you have shooting, especially, um, and, and you, you bring force Carl uh, Anthony Towns to defend on the perimeter. You bring him out of the paint. And I think that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of room to, for, to operate for those guards. You know, what is, what is um, Norman Powell do? He's, he's a great slasher. He can get to the rim. He can knock down open shots. Paul George, we know with that type of bag, he can. Reggie Jackson as well can get downhill. And you can even throw in Marcus Morris um, if you want to play bigger and get him in there and take out Luke Kennard out of lineup. I just think I see just a lot of versatility. Nicholas Batum, you got a lot of those lanky, long wing defenders that you can throw out there 
for the Clippers. And I just think it, it presents a little bit of a matchup nightmare. I want to say for the Timberwolves, um, if they can't adjust to that early Jay. So that's how I'm seeing it right now. I feel like, so, no, so what, what I was saying is that Isaiah, I think Isaiah Hardenstein, I think he's, un, I think he's unplayable. I think Robert Covington, he's just going to be a, a mismatch for Carl Anthony Towns on, in my opinion, because while I agree that Carl Anthony, that uh, the, the Clippers can run that smaller ball lineup and force Carl Anthony Towns a little bit outside. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is that much of a liability come, uh, come outside. I don't think he's going to be getting burnt by every time by, a, by, by a Robert Covington. And I think on the other end of this, on, on the other end of the spectrum, I mean, but I don't want to misspeak, but I don't think, I don't even think Robert Covington is a solid six ten. We got, we, we got, we got Carl Anthony Towns on the other end, who's going to be able to post him up. Who's going to be able who's going to be lo- definitely looking for those post entry passes. Who's going to be looking for the, for those lobs. And I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is a, is a, is a do it all out there player, man. So that, that, that's, that's my, that like, that's my, my point of worry for the Clippers is if zoo isn't there to, to be big, big, that big body bang with cat, then mm-hmm. I don't think Hardenstein's playable. He's just not, good enough in my opinion and then uh and then robert covington is going to be a mismatch but it will be it'll also be a mismatch on defense man so like how you said jay this is going to be an intense intense matchup man uh just i'm i'm I'm, this might be one of the games out of all the playing games i'm looking forward to most to be real because uh it it, it could just it could just go both ways man just intense game but i just want to add before we move on the x factor for the wolves We've been talking about him all year, Jay. Malik Beasley, bro. You know when he yeah. play, when he plays well, he's able to spread the floor for the Wolves, man. And uh, I'm not gonna say that when he's scoring, I'm not gonna say that they have four elite scorers, but I would say they have, I would say they have four above average scorers. And Carl Anthony Towns, I would call him elite. Uh, Anthony Edwards, I'd call him above average score. D'Lo, I'd call him an above, above about average score. And Malik Beasley, when he's playing up to the level that we know he can play at, I would call him an average to above average score, man. So I think he can be that X factor for the Wolves to be able to really kind of take that take that jump, Jay. So man, Jay, we got a lot on this one, Jay. Got a lot. This will be a big game. Big this will be a big I- game. All right, Jay. All right, yeah, that's that's definitely going to be a good game, man. So, let's let's keep it pushing, Jay, and let's and let's get to the next game here, and that is Jay, the maybe one of the teams that let down more than any other team in the season. That's the Hawks, Jay, but they made the play in though. That's going to be the Hawks versus the Hornets, the nine seed Hawks versus the ten seed Hornets. Jay, talk to me, X factors. Who you got winning? What are some things you're going to be looking for in that game? X factor has to be Trey Young. <laughs> this is a dude who's led his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Ice Trey, the gang. Um, we know what he does. He likes being in big moments. He always shines. We saw what he did last year in the first round against New York. Round two took out the number one seed, uh, Philadelphia 76ers, and then you know t- flirted and battled with the. Uh, with beating and moving on to the NBA finals against the champion team that ended up being the NBA champions, Milwaukee Bucks and and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So uh, I look at, I look at Atlanta and it's gotta be ice Trey, um, Trey young. He's gotta be the X factor in order for just, just for the Hawks to win. Um, And then I'm going to flip it to the other side and the, the X factors actually not LaMelo ball. I agree. The X, the X factor to me is Kelly Oubre. 
Hey, me too, Jay. I had the same thing. Yeah. The, the off the okay. bench production is going to be crazy, yeah. Jay. Yeah, Ali Ubre, because I think you look at the other players, you, you know, at this point, Miles Bridges, pretty consistent player. Lamella Ball, we know what he, he does, you know, distributing, getting his teammates involved, being the playmaker, getting those guys, controlling the tempo of the game. They like to play an up and down place. Um, Lamella Ball is always the, the, the leader, the catalyst for doing playing the system in the way that the Hornets want to play. If Kelly Oubre is knocking down shots, hitting, shooting them at the high clip, and he's, we know how streaky of a shooter is, but if he's on in that one playing game against the Hawks, the Hornets are extremely hard team to beat because you have the other weapons they got in Terry Rozier. We know that Gordon Hayward's out, so that even puts more, more weight on Kelly Oubre, and he needs to step up and play more minutes because they weren't, don't have the scoring of an underrated, untalked about um, Gordon Hayward, who's uh, constantly battling with injuries, but that puts more weight and more emphasis on what Kelly Oubre needs to do. So he's the X factor for the Hornets, in my opinion. Man, Jay, I'm right there with you. I, I have I have here on my notes that you know Ubre. I think another secondary X factor for them could be PJ Washington because we know when PJ Washington, uh, you know, w- w- when when he's hitting those threes, he and he could be that spark plug off the bench. He th- that just adds a whole another dynamic to them, Jay. So I'm I'm glad we are on the same page with that. And then let me get honestly, Jay. I don't. Um, I, I'm just gonna get this out the way. I, I have the I have the Hornets winning, Jay. I, I have the Hornets winning, wow. and the and the reason. I got the Hornets winning is because we don't know the status of John Collins. And I mean, we've, we've talked about this before on this pod, like John Collins is, is, is so vital to what the Hawks do. I mean, like we've talked about this um, before saying, like saying almost every Hawks offense possession starts with a John Collins and Trey Young pick and roll or a John or a Trey Young and Clint Capella pick and roll. That's how almost every, uh, every single time their offense gets initiated. And I think that not having him in there is is well the the status is under undetermined right now, but he's missed mm-hmm. the last twenty three of the twenty seven games. So even if he returns, I mean, it's not going to be you know the fully that that fully John Collins. He might he might have some 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 rust to him. And then last year, right. I mean, last year we we saw the Hornets get punched in the mouth in a playing game, and 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 I think that and I think that that actually teaches them. That t- t- taught them a huge lesson. That was a huge that was a huge learning uh learning curve for them, but. For my X factor on the on on the other side of thing on the Hawks things, I think it's going to be DeAndre Hunter though, Jay, because if John Collins doesn't play, he's going to need to be that that that, that defensive player who's going to have to slow down Bridges because, like how you said, Jay, we know Melo, we know Melo is going to bring, we know Bridges is going to bring, and I think I I, I think the, the the Hawks are going to focus their the focal their, their focal point on the Melo, but I think but but you can't forget about a player like miles bridges i mean he's in contention for most improved this year so i think that you know he he, he'll be he'll he'll be a big x factor i think danilo gallinari is gonna have to have a big offensive game for the hawks to really be to what we know the uh the hawks the the, the hawks to be and then one thing i also want to add is i mean i've said this before when Trey Young doesn't play well, the Hawks really have a hard time. Like they are he- they they are heavy reliant on Trey Young, right? And and I know it sounds like okay, well every team's heavy reliant on their star. Yes, but let's look at this another team like the Nuggets who when sometimes when their star goes down, you know, they don't they don't become a terrible team. They don't fall from the um the uh um making the conference finals last year to 
being in the playing situation, barely making the playing. And I think, and I, I think that's what the like that the Hawks really, really fell off like that, man. Um, so Trey Young has to have a good game. If he doesn't have a good game, it's it's it's, it's going to be tough, man. So that's the reason why I'm going with the, with the Hornets win, Jay. I know it might be a little bit of a hot take, but uh, I want you to who who you got, who you got, Jay. Nah, I'm a, I that's where I have to backfire. We know where I, I got the Hawks because simply because they do. Yes, Trey Young does need to have a good game. He does need to perform. He does need to ball out. But I have no reason to believe he's not going to. And I absolutely could put some money that he will. Um, and if it's not, if they're take trying to take throwing doubles at him, getting the ball out of the hands, who better than to have Trey Young, one of the best passers in the game, if not arguably the best. Um, at getting his players involved. But I will say another X factor is we know he's going to be able to distribute. But like you said, they got it. Guys have to knock down shots. If John Collins isn't playing, you know, Danilo Gadonari's got to knock down shots. Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella's got to be effective, changing the shot. Also, not only defensively, but as well as changing the game on that pick and roll and, and finishing above the rim like he did in Philly, giving me flashback. But in a one and done one-off game like this. I'm going to go with the experience of the Hawks in this one. I think Nate McMillan's going to put his guys in positions to be successful. He's been there, done that, backs against the wall. We've done, they've done, they've won in Philly, backs against their wall. They, they took down New York. They made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I just don't know if I can rely um, specifically on, on the Hornets and, uh, and, and choose them with with confidence right now so i'm gonna go with the hawks that experience trey young being the best player in that game and a, and a one-off matchup I, I just have more faith in, in what the hawks can do and i'm gonna go with the with the atl hawks that one at home man as well. Jay- that plays a factor in it too they got a good nice home court a, a advantage there and the i think the state farm arena so i'm gonna go with we'll go with the hawks there in that, in that first round man uh, Jay- first nine ten matchup Jay, I'm lucky starting to think you you on the low a Hawks fan, Jay, because it is it, it was the, the year with the Philadelphia 76ers and you always believing in them, Jay. <laughs> Not a Hawks fan. I just I just think I just think they're a good team and I think I believe in Trey Young and what he does and play with playmaker though, Jay. Like I, I just you know, I, I the Hawks haven't proved me wrong yet, and I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with them um right now in, in this playing game. I, I believe that they'll get to that to that next game, that next round in the playing game. Man, Jay, that's that that's crazy. And then and another thing I just kind of wanted to bring up, and this is not kind of really has not anything to do with the game, but it's just like look at where the future of the NBA is, man. We got players like Lamelo and Trey Young, two younger than me, <laughs> to be honest, younger than me players that are out there um, about to really like lead the league, be the next generation, man. So just you know, huge ups to to the young talent in the league, man. I'd love to see it. Love to see it, Jay. But all right, Jay. So let's keep it pushing and let's talk about uh arguably <laughs> the most boring game of these playing situation, Jay. And that is the ninth seeded Pelicans versus the 10th seeded Spurs. Um, I'll just come off rip, Jay. I got the Pelicans slapping the Spurs. I mean, we were talking a little bit off camera. I just think that the the, the offensive firepower of CJ McCullum and Brandon Ingram is just going to be too much. Um, and 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 I just don't know. I, I the Spurs already are, are already are not a great defensive team. So 
going against a great a great player like like uh like CJ McCullum who I mean we know he's just offensive firepower Brandon Ingram um I don't think I wouldn't say he's at the same level of CJ McCullum but I think he, I would say he's I feel comfortable saying he's head over heels above anybody else on that on that on that Spurs team so I mean I just to be real I got I, I got the Pelicans winning and uh just want to give a huge shout out to the Pelicans because they started the season one and 14 like that just like man that shows you right there turn around and, 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 and you get it together you know what I'm saying yeah as well I'm gonna go with the the Pelicans, that one, just like you mentioned, the the how CJ McCollum has been playing, Brandon Ingram, the young guys, Jackson Hayes, they're going to possibly have Devontae Graham playing out there playing. They just got a lot of weapons at their at their disposal um, for their to, to exploit um, the Spurs where they can potentially see some mismatches. Um, you know, one of them, I look to them to expose Jakob Pirtle on the perimeter, get him on a switch, um, maybe with a pick and roll, a pick and pop situation with Brandon Ingram and, and just have CJ just go to work in isolation. You add into the mix, Jonas Valanciunas, who's going to be, is a solid, solid big man, crazy big man, can step out and hit the pick and pop three. Um, he can get nasty down low and get get his buckets that way so they kind of got that nice yin and yang in and out inside outside game um that i think really just san antonio just firepower wise can't match up with i do love Dejounte murray i think he's a great player and he's up and coming but i just think they need maybe one or two pieces to add to that bunch i don't think Keldon johnson he's had some flashes of being a good player, but inconsistent at times. And then you look at the rest of that team, not really reliable enough, but I will backfire. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be, you know, around a 10, 15 point game. Um, maybe, maybe San Antonio will keep it closer, but I don't think it'll be a blowout um, in the sense. Like if you're talking like 20, 30, Jay, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it will be that. Cause I think Popovich just won't allow his team to get blown out like that. We saw last year, when they were in the play-in game, they didn't get blown out. They kept it close for the majority of the game, I think against Memphis, but ultimately ended up losing. I think it'll be a, there would be a similar fate for them this year. The Spurs, that is. Poor La Vida is their, uh, their, <laughs> so, is their slogan. Hashtag poor La Vida, man. So, Jay, would you, would you agree? Pour that, out the play-in game. <laughs> pour out the play-in game. Jay, so would you agree that Greg Popovich is the X factor for the Spurs? Or would you say it's it's some somebody somebody else or something else? The X factor is Dejounte Murray. Ultimately, okay. play, players play the game, coaches put them in a bit. But he has Greg Popovich is a huge part of what they do. But I think they go as far as Dejounte Murray. He he is the engine um, to that ship. So whatever he's doing, however the Spurs successful they are is going to be because of Dejounte Murray running that show. He's the all star on that squad. Whether it's a vote in or whether, whatever, however he got in, he was still an all star. We can't overlook that. Uh, he is the only all star in that game, so he's got to he's got to play like it. And if any Spurs have any chance of being winning that game or being in that game, it's because of what Dejounte does. So, man, all right, Jay, all right, hey, I mean. Out of all the games, this is one I'm least looking forward to, but I'm gonna be tuning into all the games. This is this is you know, this is like one of my favorite like times about the year, you know, with this postseason because we actually now get a, a chance to watch every single game. You know, it's it's tough to try to watch every single game in the regular season because like five games start at the same time and all this, guys. Right. So it's just um it's 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 great to 
great to really get to digest all, all of the hoop. Yeah. Absolutely. Best time of year in terms of one and done. I love the aspect of a one and done in the NBA, having that you got to win, move on. And anything we're making now, listen, we, we're making all these predictions and everything. And we have to keep in mind that this is a one and done game. And it's one, anything can happen in a one. Game. That's that's the beauty of it as well. We can make all these predictions considering what happens, but it's a one and done game. It's like the March Madness. Why that's so, so great, because anything can happen in one day. And we might see something totally unexpected somehow. Some someone have a breakout game, someone have a career high. Uh, some team just come out completely flat like we saw the Hornets come out against Indiana. Something like that could happen. Um, we don't know. But regardless, we got Katie, we got Kyrie. We, like you said, we got LaMelo, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, Paul George, all in the playing game. This is what the NBA wanted when they um, – the past year we had Steph, LeBron, um, all those – KD as well. No, no. I forget. Who, who the <laughs> it was, team, it was but, good. <laughs> but, man, we still, we, still got, we still got a lot of star power in this playing game so let's see how this this first round of the playing game plays out and then we're going to have a recap of those games and then we'll talk about the next round of the playing games once we know the winners of that one so stay tuned for that y'all absolutely man make sure you guys stay tuned and then jay i know i know we've talked about this before but just for any fans that and any for the family that ain't gone back and and listen but jay can you give your thoughts one more time on the play-in like do you you like it? You, 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 is it is it something that you want to stay around forever? Yeah, I know some people have shown a lot of di- like this uh, d- dislike for it. I mean, LeBron's been out there speaking bad on it uh, <laughs> when it wasn't good for him, but it was good for him. He was speaking good on it, right? But just how do you feel about the NBA as a uh, you know as an NBA lover? Like, I mean, we just want to let let the people know the playing is great, in my opinion, because the playing allows. Number one, it gets rid of tanking. Number two, it allows for a one and done. You you don't perform well in the playing game in the, in the throughout the regular season. It rewards you for getting a top six seed. And if you want to be a seven or eight seed, fine. Like you struggle, you have injuries throughout there. It still allows you. You just got to win one game and you're in. One game and you're in. You you like double or nothing. You in. And if you're a nine, 10 seed, you get rewarded for not tanking. You get an opportunity to win two games in a row, which is tough, especially at this level in this day and age um, on the road, winning two games in the um, two games in a row. Well, at least one game on the road. Mm-hmm. If you're, I guess if you're the nine matchup, you have the higher seed, but still winning back-to-back games at this level is hard, but it rewards you for, for not tanking and being relevant. So I think it's, it's great having that one and done aspect, kind of that tournament vibe. I think it's, it's great. I it's love great. it. I love it. I love it, Jay. I yeah, love, love I'm it. Right, too. I'm right. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. It, it, it uh, like how you said, it prevents prevents the taking. And um, and earlier in the episode, I was talking about that uh, that 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 Nets and uh, the Nets and Cavs game that 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 just happened the other day on on April eighth, right? Three years ago, that would have been an irrelevant game. Like Darius Garland, would have, they're they're already out. You know, they're they're already out. That have been a totally relevant game, but. Now, you know, with this playing situation, they made a session intense game and just, I mean, it, it, it just, it has the fans right on the edge of their seat, man, biting their nails. So I, I love it, Jay. I just, just, we just had to get, get, I just wanted to let the family know, cause I know we've talked about that in the past, man, but this is the playing episode. So we got to give our little playing two cents, man. But 
All right, Jay. Nice. So, so then, so then, man, Jay, I think, I think it's a good place for us to wrap it up here, Jay. Like you said, we got a super duper exciting playing situation about to come in. Um, I'm just, I'm just getting ready to watch some hoop, Jay. But you, you got any last words to say before we uh, get off here, Jay? Ah, man, it's been a great night of ball. Great night, of, two great two nights. Excuse me, great two nights. Enjoy the games, and follow back us up with us once we know the winners of of those matchups for for the next round playing games yes sir man yes sir so just like how jay said man make sure you don't forget to follow us on our instagram man it'll be right here in the description down below don't forget to follow us on our twitter our tiktok again right here in the description down below man and that's it man don't forget to get at us and we out of here y'all clutch talk out peace